Good morning. Welcome to another podcast episode wherein we will discuss on uh, the bail for children in conflict with the law. So who are those children who are um, in conflict of the law? So we call them um, so we also call them juvenile delinquents. So that is um, so that are children who are 18 years old and below. Minor man. Diba? The legal age of um, a person is 18. But when you say um, minor, so that is 18 below. Or 17 years old below. Because when you reach 18, you're already legal. Okay, so what are the revised rule on children in conflict with the law according to the Supreme Court? So, when is a bail a matter of right when you say children in conflict with the law? So, when a child commits a crime, how is bail a matter of right of, for him? Okay? So, all children in conflict with the law shall be admitted to bail as a matter of right before final conviction of an offense not punishable by reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment. So, when you say child in conflict with the law, that the bail as a matter of right is the same with uh, the right also to bail of the adults. Okay? Next, when is bail a matter of right? Or when bail is not a matter of right. So, no child charged with an offense punishable by reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment shall be admitted to bail when evidence of guilt is strong. So, when the evidence of guilt is strong, say for example, uh, the evidence uh, linked that Mr. Juan and a 17-year-old boy is a killer or who murdered his mother. So when that evidence found in the crime scene strongly um, linked to Juan, so bail is not a matter of right, okay? In this case, the court shall commit the child to a youth detention home or youth rehabilitation center or in the absence thereof, to the care of a provincial, city, or municipal jail as provided for in Section 27 of this rule which shall be responsible for the appearance of child in court whenever required. So that uh, child is not um, put together with the adults because that will create stigma because those child may be first-time offenders. So that will create stigma stigma so that is why they are being um, put into detention youth detention facilities um, youth rehabilitation centers or any provincial or city um, jail that is uh, far or hiwalaiba separated with the adult inmates okay example of those um those um, youth rehabilitation centers. We have Bahay Kalinga that is for juvenile delinquents.
So what are the distinction of bail bail bond from a recognizance? So a bail bond is an obligation under seal given by the accused with one or more sureties and made payable to the proper officer with a condition to be void upon performance by the accused of such acts as he may be legally uh, be required to perform. So, an obligation under seal. So, how do you explain that? When you present or when you apply for bail, say for example, you are you are being bailed from a charity, a corporate charity. So, that corporation has sealed an agreement in the court that you may uh, you are released under them okay sila ba ang uh, sila ba ang nagpasalig na once you violate the law again during uh, during the pending of your um, or during bail he has or the the corporate the corporation has the right to return your presence in the court Okay. Next, so let so as what I've um, said, uh, the distinction of bail ban from recognizance. So a bail, uh, a recognizance is an obligation of record entered into before some court or magistrate duly authorized to take it, with a condition to do some particular act. The most usual condition in criminal cases being the appearance of the accused for trial. A recognizance does not require the signature of the accused for its validity. So, diba? Obligation of record. That is an agreement only between um, between a person and the court. But, the catch here is a recognizance does not require the signature of the accused for its validity as long as the court determines that a person has a good standing character in the community ianang e allowed okay so what how is recognizance a mode for obtaining release from detention so recognizance is an older method of suspending or deterring judgment for good behavior so this was based on an ancient practice developed in England. So it was first developed in England during 14th century. It originated as a measure of preventive justice involving an obligation or promise sworn to under court by a person not yet convicted but though likely from the information before the court to have a, to have committed a crime that he would keep the peace and be of good behavior. So, recognizance refers to an undertaking in lieu of a bond assumed by a parent or custodian who shall be responsible for the appearance in court of the child in conflict with the law when required. So, it is also an obligation of record into entered into before some court duly authorized to take it with a condition to do some particular act, the most usual condition is in criminal cases being the appearance of the accused for 
trial. So that person who is responsible um, for the appearance of the accused for trial, so he should uh, bring that person to the court. Kasi yaman ang nagpasalig. So what is uh, the present nature of recognizance in the Philippines? So how is um, recognizance um, present or practiced in the Philippines? So under the present state of the law, release on recognizance is guaranteed under 1987 Philippine Constitution and in implemented only in a very limited scope under the revised rules of criminal procedure. So And the application thereof is based on the discretion of the court. So first, under Section 15, Recognizance. Whenever allowed by law or these rules, the court may release a person in custody on his own recognizance or that of a responsible person. In 1987, Philippine Constitution. All persons except those charged with offenses punishable Periclusion perpetua, when evidence of guilt is strong, shall before conviction be bailable by sufficient sureties or be released on recognizance as may be provided by law. So while the Supreme Court has the sole power to promulgate the rules of procedure, it cannot promulgate uh, the rules for the full implementation of release on recognizance because of the necessity For an enabling law, as stated in the above quoted um, Article 3, Section 13, and Rule 114, Section 15, and the Revised Rules of Criminal Procedure. So the details on how recognizance can be obtained or when it is applicable are left to legislation. Hence, it made clear the role of the Congress in the enactment of such. An enabling law intended for the full implementation of release and recognizance as an instrument for temporary release. So, what are the qualifications and requirements for release on recognizance? So, first, that he is a Filipino, <clears throat> that the applicant is a Filipino citizen, that he is a resident of the Philippines for at least six months prior to the filing of the application third that the offense for which he is in custody and seeks to be released in recognizance is not punishable by death reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment <clears throat> because bill is a matter of discretion of the court you can use recognizance as a bill as long as or it is your right to use recognizance as a form of bail Because the penalty of the crime you have committed is lower than reclusion perpetua. Okay? That he is, has no sufficient means to post corporate surety, property ban, or cash deposit as bail ban. So when, so, when a person applies for a recognizance, um, he has no sufficient means to post corporate Surety, property ban, or cash deposit. So he has no any of other forms of bail mentioned than recognizance. So he can, or that is um, qualified for um, 
released on recognizance that more than five years have elapsed since his last conviction or release from imprisonment after conviction for an offense, if any, and he has shown good behavior during the said period. So, qualifications and requirements for release or recognizance, we are talking about the accused. Okay? So, disqualifications for release on recognizance. So, if we have qualifications, we also have disqualifications. That he is danger in the community. That the circumstances of his case indicate the probability of flight if released on recognizance. So, if the court um, sees that a person that a release on recognizance may, the re- may be the reason uh, of a flight of um, if released in recognizance, so the court will deny that. Okay? That he is a recidivist, quasi-recidivist, or habitual delinquent or has been previously convicted of a crime aggravated by the circumstance of reiteration. That he has previously escaped from legal confinement, evaded sentence, or violated the conditions of his previous bail or release on recognizance, if any, without valid justification. That he has previously committed a crime while under probation, parole, or conditional pardon. That there is undue risk that he may commit another crime if released on recognizance. So, let's talk about the application of bail in the hearing of the violation of probation. So, say for example, um, the person um, is um, violated or had violated his provision. So, how is a bail can be used? So, the rules on probation methods and procedures provides the following provision. The hearing of the violation of probation. Once arrested and detained, the probationer shall immediately be brought before the court for hearing of the violation charge. So, say for example, if Pedro uh, was released under probation and he had committed a crime, automatically, Pedro shall be brought to the court for hearing of the violation charge. Okay? So, the hearing may be informal and summary. So, it can be informal na. The petitioner may be admitted to bail pending such hearing. In such a case, the provisions regarding release on bail of persons charged with a crime shall be applicable to probationers arrested under probation. So, so The petitioner may be admitted to bail pending such hearing. In such a case, the provisions regarding release on bail of persons charged with a crime shall be applicable to probationers arrested under the supervision. So, it is So it was ex- it is explained that the petitioner may be admitted to bail pending such hearing. If that probationer uh, committed a violation that is not uh, punishable by reclusion perpetua or life imprisonment, the same goes applies. Okay? He can uh, bail pending such 
hearing. Okay? And in such case, the provisions regarding the release on bail of persons charged with a crime shall be applicable to probationers arrested under this provision. So, when the person seeks to be released or seeks, seeks to be um, um, seeks to be released um, under a bail, so the court will still allow that as long as it is it is his right again when is bail a matter of right when the penalty of the crime he has committed is not reclusion perpetua life imprisonment or death okay so what is the remedy of the accused when bail is denied so, Rule 115, Section 17 of the Revised Rules of Criminal Procedure. So, this, so this um, rule is only um, an overview of your uh, soon uh, lessons on criminal procedure. Provides that bail is generally filed in the court where the case is pending. So, generally, you can file for bail on the court where the case is pending so say for example you have um, filed bail uh, in RTC 13 say for example ha, so that so that court has the jurisdiction uh, to accept uh, the file or the petition for bail so anak ka na court pwede mo bail kung asa ang imuhang hearing sa imuhang kaso so where bail is denied by the trial court and the remedy is a special civil action or the petition for certiorari in the court of appeals and not directly to the supreme court observing the rule on hierarchy of courts Indeed, while the Supreme Court has concurrent jurisdiction with the Court of Appeals to issue the writ of certiorari, such concurrence does not give petitioner unrestricted freedom of choice of a forum on the matter of denial of bail. The period to file a civil action of certiorari is now 60 days. So, so may pasabot ani remedy of the accused when bail is denied. So, unsa mo kunoy uh, possible remedy of the accused when bail is denied. Say for example, the case has already reached to the Supreme Court. When that um, when the Supreme Court denied the accused for bail, the accused has the right to file um where bail is denied by the trial court, the remedy is a spe- special civil action. So he can file for bail in the lower court. That applies to the Court of Appeals. Even though the Supreme Court has, a, has the jurisdiction to the Court of Appeals. But what can he file in the in the um in the Court of Appeals, only a civ- special civil 
action. That is a petition for certiorari. Diba? Um, if you are criminal, criminally liable, you are civilly liable. Okay? So, if you are criminal li- criminally liable, you are also civilly liable. You, you are still going to pay for a civil damage either to the family or to the victim's side or victims of the family. That happens to uh, the recent example of uh, the shooting of um, Nuesca, former Soterango ni Nuesca. Diba? He is, he is criminally liable of uh, two counts of murder and is also civilly liable he uh, police officer or former police officer Nuesca is going to pay 70 I, I, if I'm not mistaken 70,000 for the civil damage to the family of the victim okay so special civil action petition for certiorari in the court of appeals and not directly to the supreme court observing the r- rule on hierarchy of courts with the court of appeals to issue the writ of certiorari such concurrence does not give petitioner unrestricted freedom of choice of a forum on the matter of denial of bail the period to file a special civil action of certiorari is now 60 days so within six, six, within 60 days you can file for writ of certiorari the petition for certiorari or the special civil action next